Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Welcome to the Fighting on Film podcast, the podcast all about classic and obscure war movies, from the Normandy landings to the days of chivalry and swords. If it's been captured on film, we're going to try and cover it. I'm Robbie of RM Military History. I'm Matthew Moss of Historical Firearms and the Armourer's Bench. Hello, welcome back to Fighting on Film, the last Fighting on Film of 2023. Santa's been, hope you got everything you wanted, finished off those mince pies. You might have be packing down the tree as we um, as we pour into your ears, for want of a better phrase. Um, I would have gone with speak there, that would have been less creepy, but let's, let's speak continue. Speak would have been easier, but yeah. I, I was on a roll. Anyway. So to see in the new year, we you might have seen it on the socials. Uh, we asked our listeners about their best bits from 2023 and what they want to hear in the new year as Fighting on Film enters its fourth year. Fourth year. I know. Fourth year. Can you wow. add up and eat it? Absolutely amazing. Tell I've been in London. All the, all the slang's coming out. Oh, it's coming um, out. I was away for Christmas. Anyway, kicking off with our... Uh, with our gallant Patreons, keeping the lights on here at Fighting on Film HQ. If you want to join the Patreon. Thank you, thank you. Yes, thank you very much. You can do so for as little as 250 per month. We love each and every one of you. Um, and our first uh, piece of mail from the mailbag comes from Paul Burns. He says, really enjoyed the Napoleon episode with the guests. Well, when you do this type of uh, episode, are there any questions that the guests refuse to answer? And would love to see a breakdown of Taps next year. As a teenager, I love the film. Recently rewatched it, and I'm not too sure about it now. Matt, have you ever hmm. had any things a guest won't answer? No. And we were a little bit concerned about that with the Napoleon special, because obviously we, we didn't like the film. Uh, and then when we came to it, and then because we'd organised the guests, we'd mm. approached guests to come on and chat with us before we saw the film as like a month know, in advance or something wasn't yeah, it? You've got to, yeah you've got to arrange these things in advance give people like you know time to 
sort you know organize and of course get a you know get a, a moment to actually do an hour-long chat with someone around the release of a major film that you've been involved in so we had to approach people a couple of weeks to maybe a month beforehand and i i approached um Louis chevalier and he was kind enough to say yes and you know very excited to chat to him and i turned to rob in the cinema i was like i this is going to be a bit awkward. Like, I don't, re- I'm not, in- I didn't enjoy that. And oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> there was parts of it that I appreciated. And, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing the, f- whatever the four hour version of it is, I, because yeah. some of the, some of the recent um, photographs that got released, like set photographs show more characters being fleshed out and stuff that went in the film, like some of the, the marshals. So that might be interesting. Although I don't think it'll change my general opinion of the film, but we'll see. No. But getting back to the question. I was, I was like, this is going to be difficult. Um, but when I got down to it and I sort of pulled the questions together, it's just getting his opinion on the, the making of the film and what the process was. It, it wasn't about asking someone why you didn't do this or why you didn't do that um, or that sort of question because it, that doesn't get the answer that you want because you need to approach an interview in a in a way that is conducive to to getting some well thought out replies and response. Mm. So I was worried about it, but in the end, that wasn't an issue in that interview. Wasn't an issue uh, for you with Paul either. No, not really. Um, I mean, because every every time sort of unveiling the curtain a little bit of how we do our sort of guest episodes. Obviously, you try and build up a rapport with a guest beforehand, and usually you iron out those kinks of what you are going to ask and what you're not going to ask before you do the interview. And that's quite common with every interviewer, I guess. Um, so the, the, the interviewee is quite equipped with what we're going to be talking about beforehand. Yeah, sometimes um, people anyway. want some questions in advance. Yeah. Some people are happy with off the cuff. We've never really had a, a guest that has, has refused to answer a question. Um, no, I don't think we have. I really we've had people have. that have said, I, "I prefer to speak about this rather than that," and that's mm. fine. Yeah. Um, but nothing. There's never been a, a, an awkward moment, especially not during a recording. No, I don't think so. No, no, maybe not. Anyway, moving on. Um, and taps. Good question, yeah, I watch. Yeah, very good question, Paul. Thank you. Um, yeah, taps. We'll definitely get round to that one. That's that Tom Cruise, isn't it? An early one. Tom, that's Tom Cruise. Yeah, on an M60 at the end of the film. Um, yeah, I saw, I saw the trailer recently. I think we do need, we'll do that one. We're in Denver. Beautiful man. Yeah. Well, add, um, add yeah, it to the fourth list. It would definitely, definitely be one for us at some point. Maybe it definitely hits yeah. the criteria. But different yeah. from normal sort of war movies, yeah. obviously. But it still counts. It's still in there. Mm-hmm. So the next uh, one from the mailbag comes from Jamie D. He goes with, Hey all, um, I thoroughly enjoyed the podcast this year. Some awesome reviews. Thank you very much, Jamie. Um, Thank some. Thank you. Yeah. Some films for 2024, Appointment in London, uh, The Way to the mm-hmm. Stars, Von Ryan's Express and Zero Dark Thirty. I'm sure we can fit a few of those in. Um, absolutely adore Appointment in London. A few of London. those are already on the list. Like They are. In yeah. fact, most of those are already on the list. And that I mean, list a lot of them we, to grow. we should have done by now, really. <laughs> well, this is it. Like There's films that we it's absolutely adore mm. and films that we're desperate to, to yeah. you know, tackle. And we yeah. just... Something I mean, else comes along and we don't get quite get to it and exactly. gets pushed I mean, back. And yeah, with, with appointment in London, I mean Matt won't mind me saying now we planned. We were quite deep in planning a cinema evening in mm-hmm. Liverpool um, at, at mid uh, at mid June July last year, and 
we just couldn't get the finances right for our end and for the consumer end because so, we, we would have ended up having to charge way more than we thought would be fair. Yeah, we wanted to keep it affordable. Yeah, to come and see. We were going to do a double bill of appointment in London and the Crawl Sea because they were in their uh, uh, 70th year anniversaries. Mm. So we, we thought we were going to do that. However, there's there's rumblings that we might be able to do something this year with a, with a film event. So do do keep your tabs on the socials. We really hope to bring you something like that soon because we think that's the next step of the pod um, mm. is to do our own movie-themed event. Um, and a question from Jamie goes with, uh, which films uh, that haven't featured on the pod yet are you most looking forward to reviewing in future pods? Keep up the good work. Merry Christmas. And thank you. All the best, Jamie. You go first. Um, a film, I, I, I just mentioned it, Crawl C, really. Mm-hmm. I, I can't wait to do Crawl C, but I want to do it in the right way. So yeah. I either want to get a really good guest or I want to do an episode where we've just seen it and we're recording our thoughts mm-hmm. like live. That's that. That was yeah. what I really want to do with the Crawl C. Yeah. Um, oh, God, there's so many. I mean, if I look at that list, there's... <laughs> There's a dozen things I'd love to do. I'd I, I'd like to do this year. I, every year for the last three years, I, we've been meaning to do um, April Fourth, which is yes. the, the Danish uh, movie. Um, yeah, yeah. About the platoon of uh, bicycle troops mm, mm. Uh, during the German invasion in 1940, and we've never gotten to it. We always no, we forget, haven't. or we we always end up having to cover a couple of other things at that point in the year. So it'd be nice yeah. to do that around April Fourth this year. Um, Agreed. I want to do the Unknown Soldier, that Finnish movie. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. Would be we were great. going to, again, yet again, we were going to do that. We we were given kindly given a screener by a uh, streaming company. I won't say their name. Um, however, we were trying to get a uh, sort of like branding deal from them, and it just didn't quite happen. So that might happen in the future. Um, so keep your eyes peeled on that one, or we'll just review it because we'll because re- we like it. Yeah, I mean um, those those Finnish movies look great like there's a couple yeah. of versions of unknown soldier now and there's there's a lot of polish movies i really want to do yeah um there's there's some uh there's some indonesian movies that look really interesting there's i literally last night spotted on amazon other streaming platforms are available um <laughs> <laughs> that there's a uh there's a kind of behind enemy lines but it's set during um, the fall of Singapore and it's an Australian pilot. Oh, yeah. that looks good. That sounds good. That yeah. does sound like a great premise, doesn't mm. it? Um, sounds so good. There's, there's yeah. countless, honestly. I, yeah, I, I think there is. we're going to have a production meeting in the next week or two to nail down some of 2024. And we'll probably try and nail down some of the, the key movies that we want to really hit this year, I think. For sure. Yeah, without a doubt. Um, now next up we have david lawton he says hi gang uh awesome year from you guys to keep us all of us entertained love to hear your thoughts on 24 on cross of iron Tobruk uh, 67 or 2008 versions uh, the desert rats and he also says be good to hear about a tv series so maybe pick an episode to review but talk about the series as a whole like i've mm. never seen combat and want to know more um combat is well, definitely one we are gonna do yeah it is um there's there's a, a couple of TV shows I like to do like Generation War, um, yeah. you know there's uh, Generation there's Kill quite, on top of that. Yeah, exactly. Generation Kill as well, absolutely. Um, to Brook two thousand eight is a, is a really cool Czech movie. Um, yes. 
and then you know desert rats and tobruk um the 60s version definitely they're already mm. on the list um, yeah yeah and we will again, be doing we need to get to them and we will yeah we will be doing more tv series in 24 have no fears um and he also adds uh, also keep up those spot-on impressions coming rob highlight of most of my commutes to work can't wait for another year well thanks very much at least someone enjoys them <laughs> <laughs> now we know you've encouraged him now damn <laughs> oh no, no, I have to pick some good ones out. Anyway, uh, Brian Williams says films for 24, Play Dirty, The Devil's Brigade, Tobruk, again, 1967, mm-hmm. and Too Late the Hero. Well, for Too Late the Hero, I have a guest lined up for that in the new year, so look out for that when it drops. Um, I won't say who they are yet, but it's it'll be a good one. Uh, Play Dirty, definitely do that one. That's a um, interesting one. Don't think it quite nails what it wants to do, but it's... 60% a good film, 40% just wandering around the desert doing FA, um, <laughs> I think. Um, but it's a Kane movie, so that, that yeah. elevates it. Um, and Devil's Brigade is another interesting one, isn't it? Similar similar premise. Um, yeah, I know a guest or two we could have for that one as well. Yeah. yeah. No, there's, again, there's some really good ones there. And there's loads of classics we haven't covered because, I mean, that's like generally our MO, isn't it? We, it is. We, we do some classics, then we try and do some that just kind of catch us, or some that are brand new. Um, there's one film I'd like to do coming up is the Nicholas Witten biopic with uh, Anthony Hopkins. That looks incredible. Which yeah. looks really good. Um, yeah. Coming off that amazing viral clip of him, um, you know, uh, the BBC put this out a couple is your of years life. ago. Yeah. It's a, yeah, exactly. It's amazing that something like that could spare on a film. I think, that, I think that's well, one prime, of the more, it's more interesting. Bait, isn't it? Oh, Hopkins totally. is, yeah. Every couple of years, Hopkins... He's got a Freud film bait. coming out too with Matthew oh, Good. Oh, that could be very good. Yeah, where he plays yeah. Freud. So got some interesting Ooh. stuff coming up in 24. Interesting, yeah. So now uh, we have the comments uh, from the, for the mailbag from X, formerly known as Twitter. I think we're still calling it Twitter, aren't we? Um, yeah, I think we are. I think so. Yeah. Um, anyway, so Matthew Moss uh, starts with <laughs> whose fault was Operation Delta Force December? Um, I will say <laughs> guilty. Well, actually, no. Yeah. Actually, no. The, the line on it is <laughs> me and Matt had a few cans after an episode and we just got chatted and I was like, oh, these, I've got this DVD of these Delta Force movies. Um, why don't we do those? And then we found the director, Sam Furstenberg, of the first one. Yeah. And we sort of just went from there, really, didn't we? We <laughs> we lined up a guest and then we realized the rest of the franchise was not good. Um mm-hmm. yeah. which is classic. Um classic foff. Classic foff. Yeah, but it's mo- it's 90% Rob's fault, 10% my fault for agreeing to do it and <laughs> allowing it to go me. on. And and then becoming so bloody minded that uh, demanded that we we finish the damn thing and we do four and five after this. <laughs> yeah, which, gonna, <laughs> which will be truncated reviews. We're not going into any depth with them. Gosh, That's what I think Rob thinks. Me and Matt's head would explode. Anyway, yeah, no, it was my fault. And I think it. I think in terms of theme months of 24, I think we're going to bring back Mercery Month 3. Perennial favourite. Because people enjoy that. We'll do that one. What about uh, US Seal September? No. (laughs) Never. (laughs) Never. And then I think Christmas 24 will be all the like military Christmas movies we've not done. So like Joik's Noel. It'd be be one of those, yeah. 
yeah, yeah. Uh, um, a midnight clear that's a stone mm-hmm. uh sorry a bulge bat bulge movie yeah mm. so we'll, we'll do those anyway david mcnay goes with when are you doing anzacs which one i mean the recent one was good and the i think he good. wants the 80s one he wants the 80s one we do that one yeah. as well i mean yeah, why we'll not those. um they're fab yeah i we've talked about anzac we did we've done an anzac month we did um, an anzac month we just didn't do anzacs yeah we did uh, we, we ran did, out of weeks uh, like horseman and, and <laughs> ran out of we actually didn't do a, a gallipoli movie no, we, in anzac we didn't month. well we can um, do it again didn't we because that month was that month was difficult again this is another behind the scenes thing we had a lot of people lined up to come on because of scheduling it didn't happen so when you have a guest and you pit you pigeonhole right this week is for this and then the person comes like you know three four days before the recording and goes oh i can't do it really really sorry you have to scramble with it and change it around um, and you don't want to do the movie you said you were going to do because you don't want to lose that guest for a potential future episode so it's yeah. sometimes it's a, it's just scheduling that gets in the way there it's not like sometimes you don't we don't want to do a movie because we want to get a good guest on for it mm. we want to give it its flowers you know, yeah. we don't want to just have us, me and Matt go, this is great. We want someone else to come on and go, actually, no, this is why it's great. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes there's people that we think can add to, to what we're going to yeah. discuss. Pump it up a bit. Yeah. You know? just, just add to the conversation. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, so Seri Thomas says, 13 hours, a Michael Bay film that doesn't suck, in my opinion. Surely there's enough out there for a private military contractor's month. <laughs> <laughs> There is definitely. I mean, yeah. there actually is. Yeah, you could do. Um, was that show? Was it Mark of Cain? The uh, the two thousand eight. Yeah, two thousand seven so. British uh, the, the the drama with uh, Stephen Graham in it, and he beca- he gets a PMC after. Do you remember that? Yeah, is that the Iraq one? The Iraq one, and he's having with, a. Uh, is that is that yeah. one with Nesbit as well? Yeah, and the, the the warrior turns his gun on him, and he's like, "Don't shoot me! I'm from Liverpool." <laughs> That's Didn't right. It? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was really good. <laughs> we could do that. That'd be very good to do. I've enjoyed that series. Um, yeah, no, but 13 hours, me and Matt enjoy that. That'll, yeah, that'll we've, definitely we've come had on. that on the uh, the Patreon pick. So every, if yeah. you're unfamiliar, every month we, we ask our fabulous patrons to pick uh, from four options uh, for a movie that we're going to cover. Yeah. And we've put 13, 13 hours up there a couple of times, definitely. I'm sure it'll win eventually. It'll be like a, way, it it will. a Hornblower I mean, and it'll just get its yeah, exactly. <laughs> so uh, up next, we have Elizabeth uh, VSTX. She says, more movies that are not from Hollywood, like Southeast Asia or Europe. I think Matt just mentioned we'd definitely do more of those. There's so many out there. I mean, in terms of Europe, there's that Convoy movie that just came out. Yeah, they, Convoy, they, they, Narvik. Yeah, um, Narvik. Those, uh, the, the Finnish Dutch movies one. you mentioned. Do that Dutch one. Yeah, the Dutch yeah. one. Uh, we need to do... Um, the mine clearance uh, Dutch movie. Uh, yes. Oh, what's it called? Oh, do you, do you have a guest lined up potentially for the movie about? Yeah, yeah. That we they they uh, I approached um, some of the guys that made a film about Gurkhas in Malaya. Gurkhas, sorry, Malaya. That was it. Um, that was it. And we we almost had that lined up for last year, um, but they were waiting on premiere dates and such. Need to yep. get back in touch with them. Um, there's also that movie about the uh, Malaysian troops in uh, Mogadishu. That's what called yes, down. Do that one definitely. Um, that um, uh, Paul worked on. 
Um, yes, Paul Bettis. Great yeah. to get him on for that one. Uh, yeah, he did say he'd be up for it. Yeah, yeah I believe. Yeah, I remember you saying. So mm. it, there's loads of really great uh, non-English language movies yeah. that we did definitely need to cover. There's an Indian movie um, also that came out just a couple of months ago uh, about the, the Indo-Pakistan uh, conflict about a Indian cavalry unit mm. um, in BTRs, I think it was. I see. Um, that looks really quite well made. And there's a load of Indian films that we, we, we could cover as well. So there's, so there's a load. Um, of course. They're, they're, Korean yeah, movies. Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, as we always say behind the scenes, we say have no fears. We've got movies for years. We genuinely right. have. Um, you know, there's, fi- what, 54 weeks in a year. That's mm-hmm. 54 Wednesdays. <laughs> there's more yeah. than 54 films out there. Um, anyway, up next, Simon Whippet says, will you be doing Excalibur or the Errol Robin Hood? And will there be a Hood month? Uh, more Dale Dye, if possible, or Chuck Norris? I mean... Definitely more Dale Dye. If, if we get Dale, we'll have him on again. We'd Absolutely. love to. Um, We'd love to. Just to maybe cover... Maybe maybe we should ask him on to do um, a Desert Island Discs sort of uh, episode where he talks about his favourite war movie that he is in it. Yeah, um, yeah. Oh, that's a good. Uh, be very good. Yeah, it'd be nice to have uh, to, to have him join us for Masters, Masters of the Air as well because uh, he worked be. on that. Yep, and shared a little bit of insight when he came on. So if you haven't listened to that episode where we chatted with Dale, um, definitely check that one out. Mm. Uh, a Chuck Norris month. We could do a Chuck Norris month. I mean, we've talked about invasion usa and um delta force the good one delta force obviously yeah the good <laughs> one um so there's definitely scope for some chuck i think um i mean long overdue some chuck aren't we really yeah, yeah. we are uh yeah. also overdue a bit more chivalry and swords yeah someone mentions that coming up actually yeah. yep he um, could do have... a robin hood month and it he struck could. me the other day that there's never really been a Robin Hood movie that's actually attempts to be period accurate. Because I rewatched the Kevin Cosner one the other day. Yeah. And there's Celts in it. And I'm like, where did they come from? Like, you know, it's true. That, yeah. That's that's just. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. And then there's that terrible uh, Taron Egerton one. Oh, yeah. I've got experience everywhere. of of Robin Hood because I played um, the sh- uh, sheriff of Nottingham in a, a year six production of, of oh, Robin wow. Hood. <laughs> nice. Yeah. I mean, if we can get Kevin Costner on, then you two can just vibe over <laughs> that. Then. <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> I know exactly what you're going through, Kev. Exactly. I've been there, mate. <laughs> Down primary <laughs> school in Kent, two thousand and. So I was there, mate, <laughs> or whatever it, whenever it was. Anyway, <laughs> that'd be wild. Um, so next we have uh, Dominic Suave. Definitely need uh, more Flynn. Anyway, even if it's we not, do need uh, more Robin Flynn. Hood. we do. We do. Uh, Dominic Suave says an episode on Tunes of Glory, please. Happy to assist. Yep, hear you mm-hmm. loud and clear. Tunes of Glory definitely got to be on the pod at some point. It's one of the movies that people always mention. Uh, yeah. Dave, interesting Bowen. post-war movie. Yes, very. Yeah, there's not many of them. Carrying some VCs, another one in the post-war mm. vein. Mm. We definitely could do. So we need more Niven on the show. We do need more we need Niven. need more Niven. Yeah. Do I watch the Matter of Life and Death over Christmas? It's just it's just fantastic, isn't it? it is. It's just like, it's it's possibly the greatest British film ever made. Like, it, well, you know, in terms of post-war cinema, 
it's up there. You you got to make you got to make a statement for it. You know, so yeah, I think no, it's that's fair. That's fair. I, well, I think it's the best Powell and Pressburger film. Put it that mm. way. Okay. Yeah, I really okay. do. Um, things it's doing in like forty six, just things you don't get in British cinema. Like you know, in the way it's filmed, it's yeah. Oh, it's just oh, one of the classics, isn't it? Um, so Dave Bowen goes with uh, some occasional Syrian swords, please. Uh, World War Two, Eastern Front, Enemy at the Gates, Downfall, Generation War, Come and See, Cross of Iron, uh, miniseries Anzacs, eighties version, mm-hmm. Generation Kill, Das Boots. You someone had mentioned the eighties version of Anzacs. Right? Yeah, I knew yeah. I'd read it somewhere. Exactly. Uh, yeah, Generation Kill, Das Boot, the original one. Um, and Tour of Duty. Did the series uh, too. The series is, isn't bad. It, the series isn't shocking. No, uh, Waterloo 1970 for a decent yeah. Napoleon movie. And he just puts <laughs> Vietnam films. <laughs> I'm sure we could do all of them. Yeah, yeah. Everyone. There's a couple of no, big definitely. ones we still haven't done. Um, yeah. Still chasing Matthew Modine to come on. We really are. I, oh, yeah. We, we've gotten so... I just, just to say quickly, we've gotten so close. And I will chase yeah. that up again and again. Yeah. I got... Damn close last year. Matt will attest. I got damn yeah. close. Um, yeah. But we'll have to keep chasing Matthew Modine because I'm sure it would just be an amazing, amazing episode. Um, Waterloo 1970, yeah, for sure. Um, mm-hmm. We need it. Everyone needs a post-Napoleon palate cleanser when, you know, you actually see a battle done well. <laughs> <laughs> and Tour of Duty, yeah, I'll attest to that. We need to do it. So uh, that was the mailbag. So... Uh, next, I think my question, my own mailbag, Matt, mm. your best bits from 23 and what do you want to cover in 2024? Best bits from 23. That's tricky. It's been this a good year. I, I check if he's written notes. <laughs> you know what? I We talked about Dale already, but Dale was incredible. Um, what a was, highlight. That was, that was a real highlight. Um, I enjoyed uh, doing some of the uh, the other movies that we've done. And for 24. Wow. That was a lovely blanket there. It was a lovely blanket statement. They're like a politician, Matthew. Yes, I definitely enjoyed doing some of those movies at some of the time. In it has indeed been a podcast that has been made in the year 2023. <laughs> I feel like I'm like Robin Maguire from the, the Hinchley Independent newspaper. Uh, can, can I just get a quote, please? <laughs> You're desperately trying to get off stage. You know? <laughs> oh, my God. Um. It's tricky. It's like picking your, you know, your favorite child. Honestly, it's true. Um, yeah, I can't say I've enjoyed Delta Force Operation Delta Force December. Um, I don't think anyone has. I don't, I don't know where anyone I've has. looked at the metrics. It's, it's, it's <laughs> you know, the bruised in the pudding. I I enjoyed doing uh, the Great Escaper. Um, that was fab. It was so good. Um, yeah. Thanks to British Cafe for that. Just yes, absolutely. I also enjoyed Zissou, obviously, because we went to see it. Yeah, thanks for so many pictures releasing for that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that was great. <laughs> I spotted the other day that there's a Russian version of, of that similar vein. Oh. So, you know, we got the German version with Blood and Gold. Quite yes. like that film. Robin didn't, Rob didn't like it yeah. as much. Yeah. Um, Zissou, and then there's a there's a, a movie called Red Ghost. Oh, I've seen that. I've seen yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. It's similar. Um, yeah. Very similar uh, vein. Very similar vein. We had James on for Dambusters. That was great. We did. That was for Anna. Um, Anna was there. That was a, that was a cracker. Um, that was so good. Ripping the shit out of Flyboys. That was good. <laughs> that was funny. Yeah. That's a Wind Talkers esque takedown, that one. That it was, one. yeah. It um, was. We finally did The Professionals, which I love that film. 
Well, we did we did wear Eagles there, but we did that at the very end of twenty two. So we did. It count. feels like this year. It does feel like this. I think year. it's because you. I think it's because you watched it again at Christmas. It did. Yeah, I did watch it. I did. I did live tweet on the on the uh, the the X the Twitter. Yeah, so great barbs. Um, oh, we did the very first uh, Falklands movie, Silent oh, Heroes. Yeah. yeah, we did. Oh, that was yeah. That was a wild ride, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, we won't talk about that one again. Um, any films you really want to do in 24? I'm looking forward to doing Masters of the Air. Mm-hmm. Um, more on that soon. Um, yeah, much more on that soon, yep. I'm looking forward. I'm hoping the Don McCullen biopic goes in, into production and we get that tail end of this year, but it's been quiet, so I don't know. I think, it, I think COVID might have killed that one. I Honest. hope not. I'm looking, I'm, I've heard. I hope, maybe, perhaps when Lee comes out, because I'm looking forward to that too. Yep. Um, that might spark up a bit more interest and get, you know. Where Lee's concerned, I'm I'm in with Sky Pictures, shall I say. So uh we are we're on the list for that one when it comes out. The people really lovely. And they've uh, Please, let us the watch the film. Yeah. Please. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 they're lovely. Yeah. They said no, no when it yeah. when it comes out. I thought it was going to be released for, for Oscar contention, but maybe not. Perhaps um, it'll be Oscar contention for next year. Maybe they'll hold it a little bit. They might have pushed it, it back. But they had previews at, at Corn. They did. Or Tribeca, did. one of them. Yeah. It was Corn. It's, it's going to be interesting. Uh, just a, a, a war correspondent movie is something we've not had for a while. So yeah. I'm looking forward to seeing it. And I love Kate Winslet. So it's matchmaking. Yeah, for no, me. it should be great. It should be great. I mean, mm. so she's got the HBO series coming out, the regime one, where she plays that dictator. Yeah, that actually looks really interesting as well. And I'm well. really looking forward to that one. Mm. Um, so m- maybe they might release it just after, just before, to sort of like get keep yeah, her in there. that's a good shout. That is a fair shout. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello there. Sorry to interrupt. I wanted to let you know that you can now join our supporting cast over on Patreon. As thanks for your support, you'll be able to help us pick films, submit questions for guests, have first pick on brand new and exclusive merch, and much more. Thank you for your support. Now back to the show. What about you, Rob? What, what are you looking forward to? And what have you liked from this year? Yes, so I'll start with that. Operation so this year, Dollar Force 2 withstanding. and 3. Um, yeah, and 4 and 5. Um, yeah. So my best bits was, was Dal Dyer, just because mm. it was amazing getting the the email through saying he would do it um because yeah. we were so unsure actually we were in the bfi at the time actually we were, yeah. probably mentioned it to people <laughs> i was looking at the, the fancy dvds i think i showed matt a copy of the train and i was like oh look <laughs> restoration yeah. of the train how cool does that look and matt just put his arm around my shoulder and went 
we've got Dale. <laughs> and I nearly dropped the Blu-ray. <laughs> it was, oh it was so great. Yeah. Just sort of just how that interview went. We didn't give him any questions beforehand because he didn't want them. Mm. It really threw him in at the deep end. And it's just every single question was just an amazing anecdote or an amazing like curtain opening on your, your favorite movies. Like it was incredible. And he was so kind to us and you know, agreed he'd come back on in the future if he could. So like it was just an amazing experience. I really loved talking with Delta Force December. I did really love talking to Sam Furstenberg just because yeah. his enthusiasm get... was great. Ex- exactly. He was so He's the best of the bunch. Like it is yeah. honestly like they went the 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 parabolic arc we were talking about last week did or well, it happened. Well, yeah. Last episode just did not care. How those movies get made and his career and everything else. It was just so mm. interesting to hear. And then coming off the back of that, the director, Tom Petch for The Patrol. Yeah. Like, that was another just absolutely incredible, like, learning of how films are made, you know, what goes into a, a low-budget British movie. But what you get out of it is just so great. And, and and just talking to a director about their own movie and the way that we do it, how we review our films, like, it, it's just so enriching. And I absolutely loved it. And thank you to all those people for coming on. Really made my year. Um, and for 2024... Um, Masters of the Air, you know, it's coming mm. hot. Stay tuned 26. on the pod for tw- something like that. Stay mm. tuned on the pod for more about that. We will share it when we can. Lee, aforementioned, really looking forward to that one. Hope it comes out in 24, mainly because we're going to get to see it early and review it, I hope. So yeah. really looking forward to that. Um, Ungentlemanly Warfare coming oh, out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Paul yeah. Bidis, again, a military advisor. I've talked to him about it briefly. Um, mm-hmm. Nothing, not breaking any you know ndas or anything but apparently you know could be a fun one if you like shane ritchie i think we're going to enjoy it um, i'm hoping I, i'm assuming it's in in the vein of like the sherlock holmes movies and if so that's i hope so I've, i'd like that fine i want a little bit i want a little bit of a snatchy type war film i think we're mm-hmm. i think we're overdue a more light-hearted take on mm. something i think there's a way you can do it that maybe only guy ritchie can because when he's on his yeah. a game you know, like the gentleman, if it's like in the vein of that, but a second world mm. war film, be really not to up cover that. that. But yeah, um, you know what I mean, though. Not not studio yeah, not, work, not, Richie. Yeah, but yeah, your own baby, mm-hmm. completely different beast. Um, and then, uh, as I, s- I said earlier in the show, I'm really hoping to do something with Tour of Duty. And I think if I can get the guests yeah. on that I want to get, it could be a great episode because it's a great mm. series. I think it's, I think in America it's held quite well but over here i think if you watched it at the time you love it but you might not necessarily have seen it because I, I remember watching very, repeats very of it on men motors for men do you remember that channel oh my god yeah wasn't that yeah. was that before or after it became bravo oh, i can't remember i swear was, to god it was one of those channels that changed its name like three times but it was always like yeah men four o'clock and five o'clock channel for men yeah so Dallas, cars <laughs> war men it was one of their channels, wasn't it? So I got a, I got a, t- a digital TV when I was younger for my like eleventh, tenth birthday, Ooh, and movies for men was one of the digi channels you get, obviously free. Mm-hmm. So every school, four o'clock, five o'clock after school, they'd do a tour of duty repeat. So I watch uh-huh. it every week religiously, like every day after school. It became my little right. I get to the end of the day, no matter what's gone on, you know, double maths, whatever. I can watch tour of duty. Get movies for men on. <laughs> yeah, that was me. Pack of Don't talk to me, Mom. I'm watching Pan movies for men. Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> oh no, are they going to destroy the NVA base and get away? Of course they are. They do it every week. But it was like, you know, <laughs> it was great. It's great telly. And it, it remains it. I love it. Um, I was hoping to get the box set for Christmas, but I didn't. Santa obviously oh didn't God. heed my calls. Oh. Um, anyway, but that was the mailbag for 2024 um thanks to everyone who uh who put their suggestions in there's plenty of us to take away into our 24 production meeting i'm sure we could wheel some of those movies into the show um, next year and obviously keep your eyes peeled um for any new announcements they'll be on the socials when we know you'll know hello i'm al murray and you're listening to fighting on film the world's number one war film podcast so we're going to do the roundup of Delta Force 4 and 5 a little bit differently. If you're fans of the YouTube channel Red Letter Media, you might know they do a show called Best of the Worst, where they take movies that aren't very good and then they sit on we're, a round we're table. We're going to do Worst of the Worst. Worst of the Worst. <laughs> um, so Matt, uh, and they pick mm. someone out of the of the of of their cast of, of people and they get them to talk about a movie. So Matt, this week you're talking about delta force 4 and i'll talk about delta force 5 so give us your truncated thoughts on delta force 4 for whoever cares <laughs> okay right well i'll i'll go to the end and i'll come back to the beginning so i watched this <laughs> i watched it with my the mom. beginning the end of the sorry <laughs> <laughs> i watched the film with my mum and it's her birthday today uh, god bless Sue. recording and uh i turned to her at the end of the film and i said what was your take on that on the film? I'll I'll quote you in the uh, the episode when we review it. And she just looked me in the eye and she said, "That was shite." Very unbelievable. <laughs> oh gosh, God bless that woman. And you know what? Absolutely can care with her. <laughs> on the money. <laughs> that was on a the commode money. level take from Sue. That was right. amazing. I think, I th- thinking about setting her up with her own podcast. Actually, Barry Norman um, could not have done better. No. No. So Operation Delta Force 4, um, I've forgotten the actual title of the film. I think it's, is it Real Danger, Real Target, Target? Anyway. Um, Essentially, uh, a disenfranchised um, seismologist, scientist, guy? Seismologist, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The bigger fire, like whatever, you know what I mean? basically decides um that he's gonna drill into the earth's core and then fire a nuclear missile into it um for some reason because there was an 80s an 80s secret weapons program about about earthquakes (laughs) yeah um and he's gonna (laughs) cause some earthquakes and stuff and it Every every time that kind of came on screen and they tried to explain it, I just all I could think of was was Austin Powers. <laughs> yeah, and and the fact that the Austin Powers drill missile looked more believable <laughs> than did. what was shown in Delta Force Four. <laughs> just like, yeah, why are we, why are we doing this anyway? So Rob Rob was was trying to get out of doing this. He was he he kept saying to me. This looks atrocious. I, I did We can't it. do this. I watched it I like twenty third of December or something. Yeah, I, and you, you, you kept saying we can't, we can't do this. This is terrible. I, I don't want to do it. And I said, Rob, we've come this far. You've made us do this. And um, 
by God, we are finishing the fear, what we Robert, You gotta keep the fear. Yeah, right. Uh, the fear is your armor. Um, <laughs> it keeps us alive. It's a quote from the film, everyone. If you didn't it, know, yeah, it is. If you haven't seen it, it's. I mean, don't worry. don't worry. You can watch it if yeah, you need to. Um, yeah, Christ. If you go um, on the bottom, you spare. You can watch it. <laughs> um. So as uh, I, I said to Rob, we need to do it because I, I watched it before he did, and I said, "There's, there's actually consequences." To the film, yeah. Because one of the things we said reviewing number three, um, Operation Delta Force three, Operation Delta Force harder, clear target. Again. Actually, thank you. Oh well, you remember that one? Remember that um, one? Yeah. Deep you know fault is number four. Thank you. That, well, that makes sense, doesn't it? With the earthquake bomb and stuff, yeah. that makes complete sense. Well done to them. Um, and a five-year-old wrote the script. It's going to oh, be an earthquake bomb. <laughs> Going to shake the ground and make everyone the upset. The seismologist man's dead angry at the Pentagon, <laughs> and is going to put a bomb in the in the drill, and it's going to cause earthquakes and volcanoes and stuff. Oh, everyone's do. drinks will spill, and they'll all be really angry. <laughs> My daiquiri, no. Um, <laughs> I. Um, so, like we said in in when we reviewed number three, clear target or whatever the fuck it was. Um, <laughs> Matt's corpse in himself here. Can't even do it, man. Um, we said there was no consequences to any of this, and no one dies, and we don't give a, like really care because the characters are being played by multiple different actors and so yep. on. Anyway, long story short, wonderfully, um, Captain Skip Lang in number four is played by the chap who played Mac in the previous film. And he's even worse than the previous Skip yeah. Lang. Because no one's and... got any characterization to go on because they've been played by three people. No, no. You know, know I do feel for the actors in, in these a lot. Yeah, I, totally. They're, be, they're, they're given terrible material. Given a rum deal. To work with. Yeah. Um, but most of the team dies in Operation Delta Force 4. They do. And yeah. I, was, I was actually shocked. Um, none of the deaths are particularly good. No. Um Captain Skip Lang uh is killed holding up a man who's dangling over what looks like uh like a plywood missile. <laughs> um it is, it really is. Um and he's he's like he's been shot already and he's struggling to hold up yeah. one of the other Delta Force men. It's the like, baddie from Delta Force One that getting back to play Delta Force operator. That's right. Um yeah. And he's dangling, and he's shouting at Mac. And oh, sorry, I mean Captain Skipline. And um, he has this weird flashback to a child we've never seen or never heard of. Um, and then he dies. Yeah. And I'm just sat there thinking, oh, and Dale like, dies. Character's can... going to be dead sad now. Both his sons are dead <laughs> yeah, because I've seen all three, of the, all yeah. four of these fucking movies. Exactly. And I'm like, exactly. I've got more idea of what's going on. The fucking actors there, doing. There's the no continuity. Like the, it. The problem is with four. I, like if I mean obviously like if you've watched them all to that point, you're emotionally checked out by two because they've changed so many people. So it's like all these things that are happening, like it, it proves my theory of they clearly wanted to have the same actors all the way through. Yeah. But they lose Jeff Farhi in one and they can't get him back. So it, it doesn't work. The 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 new Mac is terrible as well. Like it's not he, great. He, 
his acting is absolutely atrocious. The others yeah. aren't too bad, but he's just like can't know. I mean, no, there's some not. nice bits where they where they reload and check their weapons are safe. Some decent bits there. There's some decent yeah. weapons handling, and the sound design isn't as bad as three. No, um, it's filmed in the Balkans, I think, or it's set yeah. in the Balkans. I should yeah. say it was filmed in Eastern Europe. And there's a bit where um, there's a ludicrous moment with a, I think it's New Mac, and he he has his Siege of Jadotville sniper moment with the Bren, where he, he does he takes his 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 AKMS folded stock, just like bog standard AK, and he and he fold, unfolds his stock, and he and he aims ever so like in slow motion at initial sequence opening sequence baddie who always dies yep um and unnecessarily shoots him according to captain skip lang he's like why did you shoot that man he was his weapon wasn't loaded like captain skip lang that man had just fired at you for half an hour rules of engagement and you know it like he was totally legitimate to fire at that man like come on it's fine yeah the way he solemnly moves is is like the selector to single As well, it's like cool. it's like it it's ac- accurizing the AK. It's like, um, it's, and he it's, wraps his sling around his arm for what looks to be a twelve-yard shot. He just wants to make sure he's he's like Sean Connery in um, the League of Fantastic Gentlemen, or whatever that movie was called. Extraordinary Gentlemen. Mm. Um, you know why, why use at least that shot was impressive. when one will do. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And then he salutes him. Salutes the dead general yeah, that's just been just shooting weird. at them and holding hostages. I'm like, what are you doing, Captain Skip Lang? Yeah, and and um, then they and he gets killed. And there's the there's a whole moment where he's like, why why are you being so weird lately, Mac? And he's like, I've lost the fear, Captain Skip Lang. Yeah, and and they're playing squash. They're playing squash. They're the most they're aggressive playing... squash game I've ever seen. It's like yeah. they've put two people that have never seen a squash game or never played squash into a squash court, and yeah. someone's told them how to do it, and then given them dialogue to read while they're doing it. Yeah. And he's like, fear is your armor, Mac. Keeps us alive. I delivered that far better than he did, actually. You did. Yeah, I know. And the Grammy you, you goes that, you to... Were that you were that stunned. You were <laughs> and like, the wow. Emmy goes to Matthew Moss. <laughs> We've also got like the slowest ski chase ever. It's like a <laughs> guy who randomly so falls Bond. off a skidoo. It is so James Bond. Oh, God. There's a, a guy randomly falls off a skidoo before the so- Captain Skip Lang <laughs> the, fires the, at him. The Soviet or ju- Russian baddies have like lemon... Lemon coloured yeah. ski suits, yeah. and I could just—I was just—I was just thinking about that. Alan Partridge, James Bond, thing, I couldn't get it out of my head. And then there's a bit where one of them he runs over an extra in the skidoo. Yeah, yeah. And the skidoos are going. I think they've—they've they've clearly been <laughs> like capped by this ski resort an hour or something. Yeah, <laughs> it's so bad. It's so bad. You could have sped that up, and it would have looked yeah a oh, slight it's just, bit better. It's but just no. shit, man. Like, what about the tram? Crap. What about the tram scene though, where the tram skids for like fifteen minutes? Yeah, they blow a tram up, and it just it just goes skids on its back for like ever. It's... And they're like popped out the top, firing at people. Firing I'm guns, like, lads, yeah. no. And you can, it, I paused it, and you can see the rigging of everyone mm. inside. Like it, it was just interesting to see how that happened. It like like a bar, and they were all on like rigs. It looked pretty. It looked so it looked there's, safe. There's a considerable amount of of it being based around the fact that there's earthquakes and stuff. And I really loved the the shot of I think it was supposed to be like L.A., where it was just 
someone had obviously just been sent out with a camera and told to like film a freeway and then they just shook the camera. That looked decent. Yeah. And and then they put some stock uh, audio stuff but over it and it you're you're missing the greatest part of Delta Force 4. I, I the, like, God, Karen. the bullet microphone. Oh no, I was getting there. But yeah, Were you getting no, that, there, is, that I agree. Sorry if I jumped 120%. That was the finest that's part the of the franchise. We're not doing an alley tally this week, but that's the alley tally this if week. If we, if we, <laughs> if we just separate Sam Furstenberg's film from the rest of the franchise, yeah, that single scene was the finest part of the franchise of two okay. to five. Post one, yes. Post one. So the, there's a seismologist, another, another, not the rogue seismologist, a seismologist that worked formerly with the seismologist who goes rogue and steals a nuclear how does it how does a seismologist get access to a nuclear weapon they just do in delta force they do anyway so he's at the press conference and he's he's about to tip the lid on evil seismologist and oh yeah he he's there at the lectern and he's giving the press conference and there's some people looking interested acting and stuff being press people and um and then he's shot in the face by a bullet that was hidden by the microphone. It's amazing. It's just perfect. It's the most brutal but part of that movie. It is. It is and actually I love shocking. The premise. I actually love that premise. That is a whoever thought of that was was it's, it's having good. a good day. It's good practical effects. That's not well. how bullets work when they aren't in a barrel. But I I appreciate the effort that they've tried to make. It's and cool. Do something new and novel. Well, I you know you miss you miss a section where they weren't milling out. Of barrel of a glock or something (laughs) it's literally it's literally just a i think it might be a nine mil round or i I didn't look closely enough it was pointy it wasn't like smooth oh it might have been it's probably a 762 then um uh, odd (laughs) what we do for flat actually watch the caliber actually yeah now now we're mid we're mid west of the worst i'm like oh shit what was the caliber his day job out of his head that's the problem he can't anyway so there's a bullet inside a condenser mic and yeah. it goes off and it then there's a great blood splatter. That's an allegory for us on these movies. There's a bullet in the condenser <laughs> mic. That's God, it. I tell you what, I tell you what, mid mid Operation Delta Force 3, I was wishing there was a bullet inside this microphone just to finish me off. You, you were looking at Sue being like, get get the house, Webley. Bring it. <laughs> get, get me in, please. Yeah. Or no, better um, take it to Robbie's house and threaten him to not ever do this again. <laughs> so we're not doing Ali Tally, but I will say that there was a um at the very end of the film, there's a bunker sequence which is terrible. We've already talked about Captain Skip Lang's death, and there's a couple of others, but there's a, a US Army hazmat team that arrives, and one of them's armed with the film's only M16. But there's there's a there's a sequence where two guys walk up some steps in a tunnel past the two surviving Delta Force team members. Yeah. And one's armed with a Gewehr 43. It was cool. Completely Don't insane, but it was there. Oh, and there's a Bren Mark II at the beginning of the film. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, with a blank adapter. Some, and some Bulgarian armor would be like, do you want a Bren? I have Bren. I have, I have machine gun. I have you want gun. machine gun? You have machine gun. Yeah, everyone's running like jungle-magged AKMSs. Yeah. No, like they've made no attempt to get them anything that looks remotely like a no. something that Delta no. would have carried. No. So I think I think that's Delta Force Four round. Oh, there's up larders there. as well. There's larders. Oh, there is. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that and obviously Delta Force win. But oh, hang on, like... hang on. 
there's a bit where where Skip puts a Molotov down the barrel of a of a T seventy two, I think it was. Oh yeah. Um, and it explodes. That's, That's not, not how Molotovs work. No, but it, okay. it looked all right though. It yeah, it was just, it was a film. It was it was one of the films of all time. So um, going into Delta Force Four, we're thinking, what can they possibly do to end the franchise with uh, Operation Delta Force Five? Uh, random fire. Um, so uh, I'll read you the IMDb uh, plot uh, little synopsis. Oh, I should have done that for four, but I think, I, I think everyone gets it anyway. It yeah. was yeah. seismologist, nuclear weapon, seismologist, yeah. powers. You know. So in this one, this one came oh. out in two thousand. Um, and it's uh, it says an elite task force is assigned to handle a Middle Eastern terrorist mastermind who is using mind control techniques elite. to create an army of willing suicide bombers. Glory, glory, glory hallelujah. hallelujah. Glory, glory, glory hallelujah. hallelujah. Yeah. Awful. Carry on. So that that is the. Uh, that's what wakes up the sleeper sleeper agent yeah. suicide bombers. That's the, that's the song. It's and like they someone this... watched the Manchurian Candidate and thought, "Oh, that's cool." It's that. Yeah, I want I want to do it to uh, fans of Man United this year because they're having a bad season, and I want it to be like "Glory, Glory, Man United," and all just screaming, looking at the table, being like, "We've not," you know. Rasmus Hoyland doesn't score, you know. Oh, Nana's not a good keeper, you know. I just, I just want to do that. <laughs> little, fo- little football there for everyone. Um, anyway, but it's it's all a bit madcap. So the the original squad isn't the original squad anymore. No, Todd Yentz because they're all dead. Own. Oh, sorry. Dead. The most ludicrous part of four was they they do like a, a like a 10, 21 gun 10, salute in a. Yeah, ten round salute. They they stand in a tunnel, in a bunker tunnel, with, in a with big in a concrete room, and there's yeah. coffins in front of them, of the team, and then they two of them, and one of them goes present, and they both present, and they go fire, and they both fire, and they they do this for a solid like forty seconds. And yeah, that's, like that's the end of the movie. Twenty rounds yeah. into the ceiling, it's and cringe. You thinking? It's cringe. It's got to be a thing in there, guys. Sleep. Like, be careful. Come yeah. on. Anyway, but, sorry. So back to no, Operation Delta Force no, Five. That's absolutely fine because it it proves that you know there's no more original members of Delta Force left um, that no. we know. So there's the only actor remaining is Todd Jensen, but he's playing someone completely different this time. I don't he think is. he's playing Sparks or anyone like that. No. Um, so he's just there, and they're doing this uh, mission to. Oh, I don't. Are there? They're sort of the Ken, there's a new American ambassador to Kenya that's traveling. It, that's it, yeah. And they're, they're, and they're they get supposed to rendezvous up. with him somewhere. But yeah, but the, the Middle Eastern terrorist springs his militia yeah. on them to stop yeah. them. For some reason the he's in Kenya, but yeah. Yeah. So the Hebrew. My the God, Eastern... they've they've really like they I mean Al Shabab. They've 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 predicted Al Shabab. Yeah, they did. That's, that's wild. actually quite true. Yeah. So the Middle Eastern man sets his sleeper agent off in a in an airplane, uh, sorry, a, a flying boat, and he blows up the train. Yeah, there's a um, flying reporter that's like reporting live on the approach of the train, the the train, the Western the- film train um, yeah. that the ambassador's on. Which is the train definitely, from the first movie. Definitely, yeah, definitely is. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, so there's that, and then they have a big battle, as they always do in the start of these movies, because it's what they, they do. do. And in the, it's the only time we see Delta Force actually, you know, 
up against it. And they mm. get absolutely pummeled. Like all these lo- loads of this team you've never seen before who have names like Dave and Brian get killed. And there's a lot um, of them too. A lot of them. There's like eight or nine of them. And they'll get systematically killed off, or you think they do. Um, and then they and then this guy called hang on, got his name up right here. Because I knew I'd forget. Brad Kennedy. Oh, yeah, he's the new captain. The new captain, Brad Kennedy, played by Trey Thomas. Um, he He's like the main guy, but he's not the main guy. There's a guy called Skip Loomis, who is meant to be the new Skip Lang type character, but he's only yeah. in it for a brief moment. So after this battle, they have this big debrief saying, oh, why did you act the way you did? You didn't call in the relief helicopter as quickly as you should have. You let all these men die, blah, blah, blah. With Della Force, we don't surrender. We don't surrender. So don't forget our motto. All for one and one for, for one all. And one for all. Yeah, like the Musketeers. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> and then you've got a general who sounds like Foghorn Leghorn, which is really <laughs> weird. A, a cross between Foghorn Leghorn and Peter Weller. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't know if the best, goddamn. You know, he's like, he's got that he's one. He's got like him. 15 stars on him. 15 star general, super he's mega America's general. America's only 15 star mega <laughs> yeah, general. Exactly, yeah. yeah, he outranks the, he outranks God, I think, at this yeah, point. Yeah. Um, MacArthur so, ain't got shit on him. <laughs> MacArthur really ain't, no. Um, so, Carlos, story short, they go back into Kenya to take out uh, the big bad, mm. the Middle Eastern terrorists called. Jafar, Jafari. So to take out the Middle Eastern master, terrorist mastermind called Jafari. But mm. the, the big twist is that he's actually managed to like capture the Delta Force members and turn them yeah. into the sleeper them. suicide yeah. bombers. So one blows up a big finance uh, trade seminar with <laughs> in Boston, which is probably yeah. the Pop, most... Pops an S-vest on. Pops saunters an S-vest in. on, God yeah. almighty. Dressed like what Max Payne, if you've played that game. Yeah. He looks yeah. like him. He looks like a, like a background character from The Matrix. Yeah, it really does. Yeah. Like his plastic rain. Black like midsummer on. in South Africa and the man's wearing like a three piece no, suit. No, that was shot a... in Boston. I, I, I have no. No. I, no. no. Because, because this is established a shot of Boston and he walks into Boston and there's American signs everywhere. So that clearly was filmed in Boston. <laughs> clearly. Right. That one shot of him walking across the road was. Right. Yeah, I did actually check the cop cars at the bottom of that shot, and I was like, "Oh, they did actually get some <laughs> Boston cars written." Boston police, Boston yeah. police on it. Yeah. yeah. So he blows up that trade seminar, and that's well actually done, quite new well image. done. Well done, new image. Yeah. Um, and then the, the end mission is them going in to save Skip Loomis and and everyone else from the big bad. But the, by this point, so the plot actually isn't that bad. I think it was it it more stakes than usual. But because could have done with less singing. I could have done a lot less uh, singing. A more a lot... sensible trigger would have been. Yeah. Better, yeah. Perhaps. Yeah, it might have been. It might have been. Um, well, the Star Spangled Banner might even work better. Yeah. Yeah. It's just how it's delivered. It's a bit. Cr- it's a bit cringy. Yeah. A bit, sort of. And why? Yeah. It takes you out of the moment. And then they introduce the Doctor at the very end, that's been doing yeah. it all, and he's got no heft to him whatsoever no and, but all it we've seen even, is it, Jafar yeah it doesn't even set up how they're being brainwashed very well anyway no. so to cut on the story short by this point they win kind of yeah they they don't really win because everyone's killed apart from 
Did you also notice that Jafar's compound looked like a petting zoo that had been emptied? (laughs) It's weird, right? Because there's one bit where they fight their way up what looks like a a dry water fountain. Yeah, it's weird. And in the background, a guy climbs up onto what they try and make look like a a guard tower, but it's quite clearly part of a kid's playground. It's bad. So by this point as well, I don't know if you noticed it, Matt, um, a lot of reusing of of clear B-roll no one two and three no did you not know did they no i did yeah the saracens are back with the weird cartel guys on it yeah the tunnel sequences have the baddies from number one yeah the outside sequences have the um the baddies from number three in it when they're out in the open yep and the, there's that guy ex- that's throwing barrels out of the helicopter yeah. again yeah, and some explosion shots are reused from three as and two as well. Yeah, the, oh, and don't forget the the return of the BTR with the dunce hat. Yeah, um, that as well. Just rips off, and you get clear sequences of the Iraqi mission at the start of two when they're in the trenches. Yeah, and I also think that there's a shot of the the, the harbor insertion. Um, yes, there is. When actually, a boat. You're, you're darn right there. Um, yeah, it, and it's just well. I think it it just shows how generic. Operation Dark Force 5, compilation harder. Random like scenes the in a random fire. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> random edit. Um, so I think it just shows by this point they clearly just run out of ideas or money there's, or both. There's some incredible acting, though. Let's not forget that. There's the, In the opening sequence, there's that bit where one of the, the unknown random Delta Force guys loses it completely and he, he he starts shouting at a window stop it stop, stop it. it stop it yeah um and then he's shot what a surprise he's like the blonde dude from waterloo yeah. so in, the operation delta force spy really, franchise really really is so at this point though and i think it i say it again if they'd been the same actors and that you've been killing them off this like yeah. easily i would have might have cared yeah. And then to bring them back as a te- as the suicide bombers might have been a more of a twist. Maybe. Like if it had been Jeff Barhey all the way through. If it had been Todd Jensen playing Sparks all the way through. Then I at least yeah. would have some hat in the ring of being like, oh, well, I've, you know, like, it, as I said, it's my expendables thing. The, the same actors have been playing the same characters. When something happens to them, there is a little bit of something there. It's a shame there's no dub in this one though, because the, there's there's a guy that shouts motherfucker like four times. Yeah, there's a lot of swears in this one. I, I would have loved to have like seen him charge out that door shouting motherfuckers. Would have been good. It would have been, um, been funny. <laughs> motherfuckers, rah! You know, like. <laughs> and there was no there's, horses wrecked him this week. No, there wasn't, and we were saddened to find that Ian Yule delivered that fabulous. Yeah, line. he did. He did. We found out afterwards. We realised afterwards. We found out who Ian Yule played, and it was that yeah. guy that said that. And we were God. And on that note, <laughs> no, 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 we're not done yet. God bless Ian. We Yule. have. We haven't even talked about um, what has to be the most flat and dull helicopter combat sequence I've God, ever seen. Jesus, Matt. Yeah, no, it was. You are right. It was just so static, and oh, careful! He, he nearly got us when like. Like this big helicopter, big (laughs) black ominous helicopter. Another MI8. Yeah. And all it's doing, it's got multiple missiles attached to it and guns. And then all it does is they they keep cutting to this same guy firing an RPD out the 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 side door. 
<laughs> and they're like going, he's at 10 o'clock. No, he's at five o'clock. Oh my God, where's he? Like, I <laughs> he's can't everywhere. see him. Yeah. He's It's a giant fucking black helicopter. It's a massive you can't MIA. Miss him. They don't shift yeah. like that, you know. But that that scene just goes on and on and it's terrible. Yeah. But it's still it not, it's it, honestly, my favorite sequence from the entire film. And I, I had to, I was watching it just before Rob watched it and I sent him a spoiler clip of it when I was watching. And there's a, there's the, the, the attempt to insert a subplot, like a love subplot for, we'll finish on this because it is funny for um, Kennedy. I think the yes. new captain and some Sergeant that that's a computer analyst. She has like a little, uh, like, badge that says computer section on it Actually, and then on the other side she's all american airborne yeah. ms dos division yeah <laughs> keyboard warrior apple um, 2.0 division yeah she's cracking at snake and um there's there's like there's a sequence where she comes to tell him that the uh the terrorists have members of his team as uh sleeper agents and she says, I'm, I'm coming on the mission with you to provide, obviously to provide her computer expertise, um, which she doesn't eventually for some reason. I don't know. And um, he's like, you're a woman. And you sat there going, oh, damn, that's rather Jeez, sexist of right. you, Kennedy. All right, and he goes, you're yeah. my woman. And then yeah. it cuts. It cuts to a very close shot. Very close. Like just a, a very tight headshot. And it's supposed to be a romantic moment, but the way he's holding her neck with both hands... It's so clunky. Like, it's so weird. It's, it's clunky. You watch it's... it and it's surreal. Ooh, it's possessive. Like, it looks like, like it. he's holding her head up. Yeah, I did like not a like that like one a, bit. Like a football or something. And it, mm, it's like mm, mm. round her... No, it, no, no. no. <laughs> it's so, it's it's so bad. It's just bad. So bad. The only good, th- the only good part of that film is actually there's an arm. There's everyone seems to have an Armson OEG optic that's on cool. the grill. For, for the for the layman's out there, that's the blo- the the scope from the D11 blaster from Star Wars. The one's yeah. the Rebel. Yeah, Rebel the included eye trilogy. Yeah. That's what yeah. I said to Matt in the chat, and I stand by it, Matt. <laughs> People will know it more as that than that whatever one you just said it was. <laughs> whatever, whatever one it was, it whatever. was the D11 site. Whatever far off the story, people know Star yeah, Wars War. <laughs> but yeah, it, it was a god awful film. Um, yeah. Terrible end to the franchise. I'm shocked they haven't made a six. Um, Maybe we should buy the off rights off the back of it. <laughs> Honestly, I'm still going to push for a complete remaster and steelbook release of the entire franchise. That'd be amazing. Maybe we need to get the um, the Leicester Square Theatre in London to do a lock in. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, you can't leave. At gunpoint, it would have to be the real bombshell of the Operation Delta Force 5 train wreck. I'm prepared. 2.6 million people have watched it on YouTube. I can't believe that. That's insane. It's been it's been uploaded onto uh, the channel that it's on, I think, legally. <laughs> when this episode comes out, please drop it in the, in the comments. <laughs> There's um, fans. They need to hear our thoughts. <laughs> it was uploaded... Ten months ago, that's amazing. And it has been watched two point six million times. That's amazing. You could you could quadruple the amount of views my channel's got. Who in the name of God close. are the two point six million people who watch that? The brave souls who do not want to pay for streaming services. Yeah, 
And the, the crazy thing is, none of the other Operation Delta Force movies have anything approaching. I think one, I think Weird. the first movie has like 800,000. Yeah. Um, That's the YouTube views. algorithm in, in, in play for you there. Honestly, like, on, truly. Yeah. And the comments so, on it are wild. The comments, you could, like, this is, this was a, thank you for uploading this. This was a robust film. Robust. There we go. Are we going to end on that? <laughs> it was a robust film. We're going to end on that. So that we all, was... we've, we've almost killed fighting on film. With well this, done. With this fighting on film month. has been maimed. It's been shot. It's been chained to a radiator for the last month. But by God, we love it. Captain Kennedy's be... held it in his hands <laughs> exactly. in a creepy way. <laughs> there is a lot going on behind the scenes at fighting on film for 2024 for you all to enjoy. Please check the socials. Um, there'll be some announcement coming up very soon. That we hope you're going to enjoy. Um, we're going to take a couple of weeks off now from regular programming. Um, we'll be back uh, in the middle of January, I think, because Matt's going away to Las Matt's going away to Las Vegas on business as he does every January. Um, so uh, we'll do some shows, get some shows out for you around that time um, in January for you. Um, you so won't even like know Matt. I'm gone. You won't even know Matt's gone. No, exactly. That's the brilliance of scheduling. So mm. uh, do bear with us. Uh, we'll keep the Twitter running, all the socials running. You, you'll never for the love of God, gone. don't watch any of the Operation Delta Force movies except the first one. Don't do what we've done. Friends, don't let friends watch Operation Delta Force 2 through 5. Just say no. Someone said you want to bunk off school and watch Operation Delta Force. Just say no. <laughs> Where's Gabo when you need him? Come on. <laughs> I need that, is it? Right. I think that's an amazing way to end the show for 2023. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. We Thank you. deeply, deeply appreciate it more than you'll ever know here at FOF to know that people are still listening, still enjoying what we I'm do. I'm going to emphasize one last time that we have some great stuff coming in we January. We really, really <laughs> do. We really do. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great new year um, and uh, keep your eyes on Foth for the new year. Uh, Happy New Year, everybody. Signing off for 2023. Happy New Year. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye. Just say no. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.